Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And the fantasy world where he leaves Earth, gets a hottie and saves the planet is actually real life. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. Why are you spoiling Ender's game for people? Because I'm a big meanie. Welcome to another episode of Potential Spoilers, where we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. This is something we used to do as a little fun hobby, a side activity. Now it's not fun, it's our full-time career. <laughs> now we're miserable. Now we're forced to do it every single day. Well, not every single day, every single week until our eyes bleed and we're so sick of watching trailers because they're just the same thing over and over again. And our ears bleed. And our ears bleed and we're all miserable and we hate doing the show and I don't know why we're still doing it. I'm just kidding, just kidding. We love doing the show. We used to do it for fun and now it's even more fun. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because streaming right now on Disney Plus is something that I know both Matty D and I are very excited for, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Very excited for this one. And of course, I'm talking about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, because the Chippendale Rescue Rangers TV show is already streaming on Disney Plus. But we're going to watch it after we finish this recording. And I'm really looking forward to seeing who's closer because that was a movie where we really couldn't tell a lot of the plot from the trailer. I mean, we got some insinuations, but like basically a week after we finished recording that episode, they put out a new trailer with way more details in it. And we probably would have been way closer to the movie if we just waited. But the fun comes from not knowing what's going to happen, I think. And I think this week we're in for another circumstance of that because this week we're talking about the upcoming Pixar movie Lightyear, where we don't have a lot of information from the promotional material at this stage. No. I think we can sort of guess, I guess that's the whole premise of the show, we can sort of guess the direction the movie's going to go in, but we can never be too sure with the scanty material that we've been given. Matty D, would you care to explain to anybody who might live under a rock who the character of Buzz Lightyear is? Within the context of the Buzz Lightyear mythos rather than Toy Story itself. Buzz Lightyear is a space ranger. Mm -hmm. He has a laser attached to his wrist. Sure. I mean, what else is there to tell about this character? He's an astronaut. Sure, yeah. I mean, there was a cartoon back in- Yeah, we'll talk about it. 2000s? Was it 2000s? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, So this concept, so the concept behind this movie of seeing like the origin story of Buzz Lightyear and seeing who Buzz Lightyear is beyond being a toy in Toy Story, it's been done before. Of course, there was an animated TV movie called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and the Disney Channel TV series of the same name, which came out, I think, in the 2000s. I think it came out in 2000, probably a little bit earlier. Yeah from memory because it had to have been around the same time that Toy Story was popular so Toy Story I think came out in 95 or 96 Toy Story 2 came out 2001 I think 2000. it was around Toy Story 2 was when this yeah. cartoon came so it's going to be late 90s early 2000s I wish I'd written it down oh well but you know I, d- I just have vague memories of that TV show if I was to guess I'd say 2001 yeah I- I'd say even earlier than that but since we don't know let's move on so Matty D what is your history with I guess Buzz Lightyear of Star Command Buzz Lightyear outside of the Toy Story universe oh uh-huh. Uh, well, I watched the Toy Story movies when I was young. I enjoyed yeah. them. And I suppose you got a little bit of context to who Buzz Lightyear or the character Buzz Lightyear was from that first movie because he thinks he's that character for most of the movie, mm, right? So he's right. completely speaking within context of being the actual Buzz Lightyear that's right. rather than being a toy. And originally Buzz Lightyear was supposed to be an antagonist. He was supposed to be like a big bully. No, Woody was supposed to be the antagonist. That's right. he, he Woody the was a around. dummy. Yes, like a ventriloquist dummy. He was like Lotso Hug and Bear. Yeah, that's right. what they did with that character in the third movie. 
I got to be honest, Kieran, I don't really have a history with this character. I mean, I watch those movies. I watch the Toy Story movies, but I never really liked the cartoon. No. No, and didn't I have, have a strong childhood connection with it. No, I, I didn't. I didn't have a strong association with the character at all either. He was just kind of like you didn't have a Buzz Lightyear toy growing up. I think I did. Oh, there you go. So that's something. Or well, my brother did. Yeah, that's most likely it. So <laughs> I didn't have a Buzz Lightyear toy growing up. I had a Woody doll, but my brother had the Buzz Lightyear toy. But I would borrow so his. He was the favorite. Yeah, of course, of course he was. Because the Buzz Lightyear <laughs> one was way more expensive. Because it did more things. Like Woody, all you do is just pull his string and he says a few phrases. But Buzz Lightyear, he's got like you push the, the buttons. Bu- you push the button and his wing comes out. You know, you've got little buttons for random phrases that come out. His helmet swings back. Mm-hmm. He's a cool toy. That is a cool toy. So I also watched a few episodes of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. It was one of those shows that was just on, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It was just on in the morning on Saturday Disney, the the sort of Disney Channel TV show we used to have here in Australia. But it was never a show I really liked. I liked the concept of it, but the execution I thought was a bit strange. It didn't really fit my mental image of what Buzz Lightyear was like from his descriptions in the movie. Really? Why? I don't know. I just, I guess listening to Buzz Lightyear talk in that first Toy Story movie what we saw was not really what I imagined his life was like. Uh. In fact, I guess this movie is a little bit closer to how I pictured Buzz Lightyear to be. I don't know. I guess we can delve into it. Maybe a couple of my subconscious ideas will come to the surface throughout my plot. But if you remember in that TV show as well, the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command TV show, Patrick Warburton voiced Buzz Lightyear. Yes, which was a good casting, I thought. Yeah, he does a pretty good job of uh, Tim Allen. Yeah. But he was in everything. He was in like every Disney cartoon at that time because he was also Kronk in uh, The Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) Do you remember that TV show? Of course. Wasn't it just about Kronk? No, there was a movie just starring Kronk, but then the Emperor's New Groove TV show was, you know, there was all sorts of stuff going on. I think that was still about the Emperor. Yeah. And they also had the other characters. It was like Princess Mira, Booster, and XL. XL was the robot. Booster was like the the big fat janitor. The alien, yes. The alien. And then Princess Mira was just a green lady. I kind of liked his crew. I, I you know, had there a robot. There was nothing wrong with them. They were alien. Yeah. But again, I always imagine Buzz Lightyear teaming up with other human characters right. rather than aliens. I guess that's not very sort of like inclusive <laughs> to not have uh, other species involved in the team since it is a sci-fi series. Mm. Again, uh, this movie, he seems to have sort of like no alien counterparts on his team. So again, I guess it was closer to what I pictured. I wonder if any of the features of Pizza Planet is going to make it into this movie. Because is that a Buzz Lightyear? You mean like those little green men? Maybe. They were never technically associated with Buzz Lightyear in that first movie. Like they weren't branded as being a part of the Buzz Lightyear universe. But in the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command universe, in the TV show, they were aliens in that show. But I think that was just the Toy Story Association. Right. Because they were just a Pizza Planet prize. It wasn't like, you know, the little green men from Buzz Lightyear branding <laughs> on it. True. So I think that was more of a retcon. So I can't imagine that there'll be like little green men in this or LGMs as they call them. But moving on, let's talk about the movie Lightyear itself. So, of course, Lightyear is a spin-off of the Toy Story franchise, and it's an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. So, does that mean we're going to get an origin story movie for Woody as well? We already had one, Toy Story 2. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the character of Woody. Oh, we're going to see, like, Woody's roundup. It's going to be like... That would be cool, like a black and white western, yeah. you know, Lone Ranger style that's movie. What, that's what kids are scrambling for, black and white westerns. Oh man, that would be awesome. It'd be awesome for us, but like kids wouldn't want to no, see that. No. So they're never going to do that. And cowboys aren't in and space adventures are definitely in at the moment. And they have been since the 70s, so... Now, interestingly enough, director Angus McLean has said that the movie will have no connections to the TV series, of course, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, but he's planning to introduce elements in future movies. Oh, That's okay. right. At this stage, they're planning a trilogy of these oh, movies. Right. Great. I guess depending on how this first movie goes. 
if it's a huge success, we're going to see way more Lightyear movies in the future. Now, one thing straight away that sort of had me questioning the whole premise of this movie is that I always got the impression that Buzz Lightyear himself was from a TV show rather than like a movie series. So, does this movie sort of insinuate that there are movies and TV shows about Buzz Lightyear? In reading about this particular movie, this story is what's inspired the the cartoon show and then what inspires the toy. So, I don't know if what they're saying is like, this is the original movie Andy saw. In fact, I right. think that's what they are saying. This is the movie Andy saw. But like I said, I thought they were insinuating in that original Toy Story movie that Buzz Lightyear was from a TV show rather than yes, a movie. Yes, yes. That's what I thought too. And that would make more sense that Andy would watch a TV show rather than be taken to a movie cinema. Because s- kids didn't watch movies back in the 90s. Yeah, and of sit down and watch. Sit down. Well, you know, it, he was young then, right? He would see it on TV. It would be like a TV serial. That would make more sense. Yeah. Like I said, I just got the impression it was a TV serial. Yeah, but me too. it could have been a movie. They could have made a movie about the TV serial. Who knows? I mean, there are already audience members out there who are confused by the premise of this movie. They think that this is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear the toy. So they're like, hold on. So Buzz Lightyear the toy comes from like a universe with like space travel and human travel and all that. And then somehow he goes back to like 1995 for the first movie. People don't get it. Yeah, people think that it is like Buzz Lightyear was a real person and then his actions inspired the toy, which doesn't make sense because the toy's made in the 90s, right? 94 or 96. Yeah, I don't really understand how people don't get it. I think as well that people legitimately think that Buzz Lightyear the toy was previously a real space ranger. (laughs) Like, the toy was actually in space, and then when Andy got him, he'd had all these adventures. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) Which I don't understand. Yes. Well, that that doesn't fit the world that Toy Story is based in. No, it doesn't. I don't understand where the confusion comes from, is what I'm basically saying. And another thing of note as well, that earlier this year, there was controversy surrounding a same-sex kiss in the movie Mm, between two female characters. Now, not the fact that it was actually in the movie, but it had been removed by Pixar and Disney... So, due to fan outcry, they've actually reintroduced the the same-sex kiss into the movie. Love it. They got called out. I just realized I didn't work that into my plot. Look, I've worked it in in my plot, but I think it's going to be so, so brief that it won't even matter. And why does it need to be a big deal? No, it shouldn't be. We don't have to bring up every single kissy that happens in a movie. Well, we do on this show. I sort of feel like it's become a prerequisite in both Disney and Pixar movies to include sort of like Crowbar in a gay character in every single one of their movies these days. It's been happening since like, I guess, Avengers Endgame. The first gay character in cinematic history. Yeah, exactly. If you remember as well, we had that gay kiss in Star Wars Episode Nine as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Again, very brief. In the background. Exactly. That's always the way that they've been doing it. The, The first time that they actually approached it with any sort of balls was in The Eternals, or sorry, just Eternals. But now it's just become like, oh, we've got to slot in our obligatory gay character. Where are we going to? Which one of our characters is going to be the gay one? Mm. Just along with like the standard diversity casting, you know, which is always a good thing, and it's always a good thing, of course, to normalize homosexuality. Absolutely, that's the way it should be. But at the moment, it just feels like pandering. I've said this before. It's a hill I'm going to die on every week. And it's just interesting that they removed it originally. Yeah, that's right. And got called out for it, and now have put it back in the movie. Yeah. Who knows why they removed it originally? Oh, money. Jeez. They, yeah, they want to appeal to an international audience and they're cowards. That's why. Yeah, that's right. Pixar, I called you cowards. Yeah, I think that's well established now. Although within the last week, I know Disney have said themselves that they're going to try moving forward. They're, they're not going to try and lean on the Chinese market because they realize they can't do that anymore. <laughs> so they're trying to see how they survive. They, they, they're confident. They said that they feel confident in the success of their movies without relying on the Chinese market. Mm which is something they've been leaning on for years. So let's see how they go with that. So since, you know, Black Widow made 70 million in the worldwide box office, they're like, we can settle with, you know, under a billion dollar profit these days. We're just going to have to scale everything back and make our movies lamer. Moving on. (laughs) 
this is just a sort of personal observation of mine. We see Buzz Lightyear's hair for the first time in this movie. Yes. I mean, I always imagined that he had hair under that sort of purple cowl that he wears, but like seeing it is really off-putting, if you ask me. It's very different, right? And I think they made him look a lot more like his actor than I probably, his voice actor, that is. I guess Chris so. Chris Evans than what I imagined Buzz Lightyear to look like. I know in the cartoon show, he had blonde hair, like he had a blonde buzz cut. That's right. <laughs> blonde buzz cut. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. I always imagined him to be bald. Yeah, me too, to be honest. But yeah, seeing him with hair, I don't know. I, when I first saw it, I sort of double took. Yeah. And now all the Lego figures, I went and looked at some Lego figurines the other day. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I was getting plot ideas for the show. Because you know how whenever they release like a Lego figure set, they have moments from the movie that aren't always in the trailer. What? <laughs> what? I only realized this when I was looking at the Lego sets the other day. You can get great plot ideas from just looking at the Lego sets because they always spoil stuff from the movies. Is that cheating? Not technically because it's promotional material. Uh, if it's released so. before the movie officially, then it's promotional material. I never thought of that. That's clever. Well, maybe you're going to start looking at Lego sets as part of your research now. Probably not. But in all the Lego sets, he has hair. Rather than having like his purple cowl on, he has hair. He's wearing oh. his Space Ranger outfit, but he has hair. I, oh, I tell you what, I've worked it out. It's so they can sell new versions of toys. So we know that they're specifically from this movie yeah. and not from a previous movie. So they can sell a brand new Buzz Lightyear toy and collectors know, oh, it's the one from this new movie. Or everyone has to go out and buy the new one because you don't already have one with Buzz Lightyear with hair. Yeah. That's always the way. That's why in every single superhero movie, the superheroes have slightly different outfits and looks. So you can't be like, oh, this is Thor from Avengers Endgame. No, 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 no. That's Thor from the original movie. That's a shitty Thor. You need to buy the one with the space jetpack. With the big gut. <laughs> and long hair and video game controller and glasses. Also, I always thought he had a goatee, but that's like a, a cleft in his chin. That's right. A swirl on his chin. Yeah, I thought, that was a, I thought he had a goatee. I thought he had like facial hair. Like one strand of hair that curls round. If Charlie Brown can have hair like that, why can't Buzz Lightyear? Not facial hair. No. That's just gross. <laughs> just one long facial hair that curls around. That's really off-putting. Yeah, it was always a chin cleft. Oh. All right, so what do we know about this new movie so far? Yeah, so they've come out, as you've said, and announced that it's not going to have any direct parallels to the cartoon show or the toy itself. It's going to be its own original concept. We have a teaser trailer for this uh, movie. We have another trailer that gives a little bit more information. More plot heavy, yeah. Yes, I got to see some promotional material where they explored a little bit more about Buzz Lightyear that I found helpful. Oh, really? Like a little bit scenes from the movie. I also saw- Maybe a, I should have been looking at that instead of looking at Lego sets. There's, there's so little information out there. I went kind of scrounging for stuff. Right. Uh, I got to see an interview. They got a an ex astronaut to be the voice of, I think, Star Command. Yeah, that's right. And he and he gave an interview, and I, you get to see a little bit more about what they're planning to do with this movie. But mainly, it's those two trailers, and if I dare say, it's that one trailer that gives the most information away. Because I yeah. found this, I found these trailers really confusing. Because oh, absolutely, he goes to a planet He's about twenty different outfits. Yes, he goes to a planet, he gets marooned, and then he goes to another planet and gets marooned, and it's really hard to just kind of work the timeline out. That's how I felt. Yeah, I understand. So I really went out looking for stuff just to work out what the hell they're doing with this thing. Because the trailers are pretty much just action scenes from the movie. Yeah, as is standard with these sort of movies. And it's very hard to get like an idea of what plot they're, they're going for here. Yeah, or any real order of events. Mm. But we do see Zergs in this movie. That's right. And we see, of course, we see him very briefly. Buzz Lightyear is in this movie, and it seems to be that Buzz Lightyear is trying to get out of a planet he's stuck on, and the planet has aliens that are attacking the people, and Zerg is behind this. So that's that's so what we. That's know. a and very he, loose version of the premise. Gets uh, he, he seems to get a group of ragtag survivors together, and he's leading mm -hmm. the charge. Yeah, 
That sounds about right. Would you like to hear the synopsis for the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I actually have the official synopsis from the official Lightyear website. Let's get into that one. The sci-fi action-adventure presents the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, the hero who inspired the toy, introducing the legendary Space Ranger who would win a generation of fans. That's it. Wow. I'm Helpful. Like, well, that gives us nothing. So, I went all the way to the most dangerous place to get information, Wikipedia, to see what they would say about the plot. And they have said, Lightyear revolves around the fictional origin story of the original Buzz Lightyear. The character who inspired the action figure in the Toy Story films. Yeah, we get it. In this film, he tries to fix the mistake that left him and his crew marooned on a hostile planet. Buzz does his first test flight for Star Command. It doesn't go as expected as he ends up time traveling 62 years into the future instead and now must find a way to return home. However, when Evil Emperor Zerg threatens the universe's safety along the way, Buzz may be its only hope to save it. And as I said, that came from Wikipedia. Well, that's a little bit more, but still not a lot of information. We're going to take everything there with a grain of salt, because I'm still sore about Fantasy Island. Yes. And Fleming the Mouse. (laughs) And whatever that character is in Free Guy, Q-Bert. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Now, before we start talking about like the plot of the movie and who's in it, I've just got to ask straight away, because we've had a few conversations already, but is this a movie that you're actually excited for? I gotta be honest, not really, no. No? I'm exactly the same. <laughs> Alright, so why are you not excited for it? Because I think about all the movies that we cover on the show, and sometimes you look at the trailer and you're like, eh, that doesn't look very good. Uh-huh. And other times you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks interesting. And other times you're like, oh, I'm really excited to see this movie and where it goes. But this is one where I look at it and I'm like, this doesn't look particularly good. Um, I just don't care. No? I, yeah, I, I just don't... This is just me personally, like... We've had this story, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it. they're doing something different, but we've had this story. And were you ever really interested in the backstory of Buzz Lightyear? Back in 1995. Sure. And then you got the cartoon show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, that and I was disappointed of, by that, and I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> that sort of cleansed that desire. Because they gave us what we wanted, and we realized we didn't want it. <laughs> now we're in 2022, and they're giving us this movie, and I just don't see the need for it i don't there's no there's not any intrigue does it give sort of impressions of scraping the bottom of the barrel (laughs) yes so sometimes you look at a pixar movie trailer we've seen a whole bunch of pixar trailers on this show and we look at it and go oh that's interesting yeah oh i think i might know where that goes but this is the first one that i think we've ever looked at where i'm like huh it doesn't look particularly good no like it's not a plot that intrigues me it's a character i don't particularly care about yeah it's a character I'm familiar with. If you remember, we talked about this in our Toy Story 4 episode. Buzz Lightyear was completely sidelined in that movie. So, does he even have like a, a generation of new fans? Well, the, the fun thing about Buzz Lightyear was how delusional Buzz Lightyear the toy was. That's yeah. the fun of the character. And once you take that away, what do you have? Just a regular toy. Exactly. Uh, or, or a regular character in, in a space world. Like, I just don't see the, the intrigue about it. Yeah. I want to know as well if people out there are really interested in seeing this movie. I know a lot of people, like, at the Disney Fan Fest, like, the D23 Fan Summer or whatever it was, were screaming about it, but they screamed at everything. Yeah. They screamed at, like, the Lion King trailer when that came out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I want to know if people out there are actually excited for this movie, but it sounds like the two of us just really don't give a shit, to no, be honest. and I think you're right. If this came around the 90s... Yeah, maybe, I'd be all over it. I'd maybe, be super excited. But it's just, it's just a weird movie to decide to make now. Everything we want to know about Buzz Lightyear, I feel like we know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, looks like this movie that is going to introduce a lot of new elements, change some and things up. And it doesn't up, look like an interesting origin story. No. They could have done anything. He's a space ranger. We could have had any kind of adventure, but no, it's like the most mundane looking thing in the world and the most cliche looking thing in the yeah. world. And not cliche in a fun looking way either. Yeah. 
and it's going to be Pixar and it's going to be dialed back so you know it's going to be very kid friendly which it should be but like what what other directions can you go well Pixar hasn't really disappointed us in the past no true they've always hit like a certain level of quality in the same way like Marvel movies do like yeah. they're never bad so I'm not expecting this movie to be terrible but I'm just hoping to be pleasantly surprised to be perfectly honest because the pre-release material does not look good well, maybe that's only a small portion of the movie. Maybe they go in a completely different direction and surprise yeah. us all. I maybe mean, there's a fun whole extra movie hiding in well, there that we haven't seen. That's what happened with Soul, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Like, the best parts in Soul we didn't see in the trailer and we didn't know were coming. So, there's probably huge surprises that we're not seeing yet. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear dies in the, the first act and then it just becomes a story about Woody. Black yeah. and white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it, just, <laughs> it just turns into the black and white Woody Oranges story. And then we can be happy. Yeah. All right, let's talk about who's in this movie. So, first up playing the character of Buzz Lightyear himself is Chris Evans, who we talked about last week when he cameoed in Free Guy. Yes. And, of course, we know him best as playing Captain America, but he was also Ransom in Knives Out. Mm -hmm. Now, for the longest time, you're going to laugh at me, for the longest time, I thought it was Chris Pratt who was playing Buzz Lightyear in this movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's voice acting everything else, so... Exactly. And the, the character Buzz Lightyear with hair looks like Chris Pratt. He does. So, I just presume, you know, as you said, he's voicing everybody at the moment and he's in every single movie. So, I just figured it was another Chris Pratt movie and I was surprised to learn two days ago that it was actually Chris Evans. Well, I remember you told me that you're like, Chris Pratt is being Buzz Lightyear. And I was like, oh, really? And when I watched the trailer for this for this show, I was just like, oh, my Lord, Chris Pratt's doing a really good job. Yeah, oh, he's that's unrecognizable. What I, that's what I thought And then too. I like looked at the cast and I was like, oh, it's Chris Evans. Yeah. So, that was totally my bad. So, next up, playing the character of Izzy Hawthorne is Kiki Palmer. Now, Kiki Palmer largely works as a voice actor, eh? We always like to see that. good. We like to see voice actors getting big roles in animated movies. And we're going to be talking about Kiki Palmer again in the near future. Next up, playing the character of Socks the Robotic Cat is Peter Son, who was Chicho in Luca, as well as additional voices in Toy Story 4, Soul, and Onward. So, we've definitely heard his voice before. I think Chicho was the villain in that. I think we called him Sissio in the Luca episode, but I think he was the villain in Luca from memory. Was he the bully? Yeah, exactly. The closest thing you can get to a a villain in a movie like Luca. So, yeah, he's someone we're sort of familiar with. Next up, playing the character of Emperor Zerg is James Brolin, who uh, probably know best, everyone probably knows best from playing... uh, Pistachio Disguise's uh, <laughs> grandfather in uh, Master of Disguise. Yes. Remember him? Yeah. No, I probably know him best from Westworld, where he was the main character, as well as the original Amityville horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone these days just calls him Josh Brolin's dad. Yes. So, Daddy of Thanos. Kind That's- of funny, because Captain America is in this movie, Yeah. and the Daddy of Thanos is in this movie. And speaking of, speak of the devil, playing the character of Mo Morrison is Taika Waititi. Yes. Who we talked about last week with Freak Guy, where he played Antoine. Look at this, he's, he's voice acting, he's acting. Yeah. Guess I'm right, his acting career is uh, picking up now. Well, I'm as I doing. always say, like he's always been pushing to be an actor more so than a director because he just likes acting more than he does directing. Mm. And I think he's in deep with Disney. So basically any project that Disney does now, they're like, Taika Waititi is like box office gold. <laughs> we put him in a movie, it's going to make heaps of money. So he has to do like every movie of theirs, much to my chagrin because I don't like Taika Waititi the <laughs> actor, as I've said in the past. It looks like he's very much doing the same performances. Yeah, he has one performance and that's it. When are people going to learn this? Oh, people like it. When it it, stops making money. That's when people (laughs) are going to learn this. So, yeah, I really like Taika Waititi, the director. I don't necessarily like Taika Waititi, the actor. I don't find the the shtick that he does funny. And I know a lot of people do, but I'm very much over it. I liked it the first couple of times, but then when I realized it was the same shit over and over again, I very much got over it. Matty D still loves it, though. Yep. He's going to champion him in the corner. Yep, absolutely. 
Next up playing the character of Darby Steele is Dale Souls, who was in Orange is the New Black. And another movie I found that she was in was one called Blood Orgy of the Leather Girls. <laughs> what? Which I'm very interested to find out what that is. So next up playing the character of Alicia Hawthorne is Uzo Aduba, who was also in Orange is the New Black. Wasn't particularly across anything else in her film oeuvre, or TV show oeuvre. And finally last, but not least, well maybe least, playing the character of Commander Burnside is Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who I know best as playing the character of Clay Davis, Senator Clay Davis in The Wire, whose catchphrase was, shit. And every time he said it, he would try and extend it for longer. And it was the funniest thing about that show. Maybe. Season two of The Wire, tune into that, folks. Maybe that's what we'll be saying after watching this movie. Shit. Man. Maybe we should just stop this episode and watch the season two of The Wire and say, no, no, there are people out there who are excited to see this movie. We need to do this. Let's get into our plots. So, right. I think it's only fair that I go first this week because I think you went first last time. Be my guest, sir. And I don't have a particularly long plot this week. So, I think it's, you know, a circumstance of ripping the bandaid off because, uh, let's face it, I have nothing. I have nothing. It's another circumstance of Frozen 2 syndrome <laughs> where I looked at the channel and was just like, uh yeah, let's just put stuff in and see if it happens. I am glad you feel that way because that's how I feel too. I'm glad you said it. Because- we just know. We've just conditioned ourselves. If we say we're super confident, that means we're wrong. <laughs> so if we say we have nothing and we're somewhat close, we just pat ourselves on the back then. Yeah, either we're right or we're surprised. So like- Yeah. So this is just our standard. So this right. is the first plot in a very long time where I don't think it's going to start with a childhood flashback. I know I could be shooting myself in the foot. It might as well. It could start with Buzz Lightyear as a child on Earth, like pretending to fly a rocket ship around and his parents are like, <laughs> you know, shoot for the moon, son. And if you miss, you'll land among stars. Something right. lame yeah, like that. Yeah. And then he scrapes his knee. And, yeah, uh... scrapes his knee. They say, as long as we're around, you'll always be safe. <laughs> standard... <laughs> Potential spoilers joke here. Also, remember, it is canon that Zerg is Buzz Lightyear's father. Yeah, that's right. So, I don't know how that's going to play in. Is that canon or is that just a Toy Story 2 thing? It might be just a Toy Story 2 thing, but, you know, we don't know. Well, we always knew that Buzz Lightyear was always like a thinly veiled parody of Star Wars because in that first Toy Story movie, he says that, you know, across the galaxy, evil Emperor Zerg is building a weapon with the capability of destroying planets in secret. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. (laughs) Oh, jeez, that was a fucking terrible... You are a toy! Anyway, so I think the movie will actually open with a cold open. I'm going back to being cold open Kieran. So I think it'll open with a cold open in the cold, cold void of space where we see our title, Lightyear. We hear Buzz narrating as a part of his mission log and we see a giant circular spaceship travelling through the stars. Cool. The ship is transporting hundreds of people with the intention of settling on a planet similar to Earth. So on the ship, we meet our hero, Buzz Lightyear, and his captain, Alicia Hawthorne. Alicia is in charge of the mission, while Buzz serves as the ship's pilot. Makes sense so far? Makes sense. So Buzz Lightyear isn't in charge, is basically what I'm saying. Not at this point, anyway. So due to Buzz acting cocky, kind of like Maverick from Top Gun, the ship runs out of light speed fuel prematurely. But Buzz is acting in the best interest of saving the lives of everyone on board, so nobody blames him for this mistake. I didn't really think of how exactly he was going to make this mistake to cause them to run out of fuel. I, I tossed around a few ideas. I'm like, maybe he has to maneuver through an unexpected asteroid field. Maybe he like ends up flying into a black hole to avoid some sort of disaster and comes out the other end miles away from where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So they don't have enough fuel to get to where they're going. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. But, you know, anything I guess would be speculation. Uh, that's the whole premise of the show, Kieran. One of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say the the wormhole thing. Okay. This incident will cause Buzz to be chewed out by Commander Burnside back on Earth. He's going to go, shit. He's going to go, give me your badge and your gun. 
So just before Buzz Lightyear flies into the wormhole, Commander Burnside is going to be like, Lightyear, what the hell are you doing? And Buzz is like, this is our only chance of survival. Goes through the wormhole, they end up hundreds of thousands of light years away from where they're supposed to be, essentially stranded. Lightyear! But yeah, the heroes will end up falling out of contact range with Earth and they're forced Uh to land on a nearby planet. Uh On investigation, we learn that the planet is inhabited by dangerous bugs and plants, so the settlers are forced to set up a defensive settlement as they plan their next move. We jump forward a year, where we learn that a team of scientists have developed a new fuel source for light speed travel, but it has the potential to be explosive, so it will require a test flight before it can be used on the mothership, because they don't want to risk the lives of every single human who's on this planet. Mm-hmm. We see Buzz suiting up for the test flight before driving over to the command center with a nameless assistant. Now, he probably has a name, but my plot- he's not in my plot long enough to warrant me giving him a name. Let's just call him Tim. His name is Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so outside the command center... <laughs> Outside the command center, Buzz is attacked by a bothersome green vine, but he's rescued by Alicia, who cuts him free. This is all stuff we see in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Inside the command center, Alicia briefs Buzz on the test flight, and the two connect over the phrase, to infinity and beyond. They touch each other's fingers. fingers, Like E.T. It's great. It's just their thing that they do. Buzz boards the test ship, and we see the nameless assistant, Tim, I suppose, grabbed by the vine for comedic effect. Buzz launches into space, but the test is a failure. So, you know, you're what, expecting me to uh, what have him travel through time. Is is he is he piloting just that, like, spaceship we see in the trailer, or is it the Yeah, big... it's like a little personal ship. It's not like the huge circular ship that everybody okay. travels on. And it's and it looks like the ship that the toy, the, the box for the toy, right? No, not exactly the same. Okay. It's more sort of like a jet shape. Yep. So, the, that one that you're thinking of comes into the movie later on. Ah, okay. So, the, the test is a failure. So, the engine's going like, burr, 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 and he has to, and he's forced to do an emergency landing back on the planet. On returning to the planet, Buzz tells Alicia that the fuel still has the potential to work, but he needs an assistant to help him with navigation and calculations. So the whole reason that it failed is because he needs to do calculations, fly the ship, and navigate all at the same time, which is impossible. And he's only one light year. He's just one man. Not from the back. What? (laughs) It's a Flintstones reference. Alicia says that the test is too dangerous to risk the limited people they have, but she comes up with an alternative. Buzz is presented with Socks, a robotic cat companion, who Buzz finds instantly annoying, as does the audience. Yep. Classic, classic animated movie trope, right? Yeah, exactly. Straight guy character, annoying comic relief character. Yep. It just seems to be a trend that's continuing through all of these animated movies we do. 20 years. Yes. I was really hoping that we wouldn't have this kind of character in the movie, but as soon as they unbox that stupid fucking robot cat in the trailer, it's like, oh no, I'm going to hate this movie, aren't I? Fuck you, Shrek, for doing this to us for 20 years. We said the same thing about 22 in Soul, but we ultimately ended up kind of liking 22 in the end because she had a character arc. But I don't think Socks, the robotic cat, is going to have much of a character arc, to be honest. So Socks is continually attempting to be helpful, but with varying results. That's just his character. Okay. He's eager and he's willing to please, but he's a robot. He doesn't understand human emotion. It's a joke that they might recycle later in the movie. (laughs) The next day, Buzz sets off on another test flight, where with Socks' help, he successfully travels at light speed for four minutes. As the mission is a success, Socks celebrates by filling the cockpit with confetti. So he just opens up his mouth and confetti shoots out. It's a huge celebration. I don't know why that bothers me, but it kind of does. Maybe it shoots out his ass at the same time. (laughs) What, like a sea cucumber or something? Yeah, exactly. Buzz attempts to radio back to the command center, but gets no response. Buzz returns to the planet, where he soon notices that the local flora looks remarkably different. Almost like he's traveled through time. Buzz is tackled by a mysterious being wearing armor, who quickly leads him away from his ship. The mysterious being points out that Buzz's ship is being investigated by evil robots, and Buzz's attention is caught by a giant alien ship that looms over the planet's surface. This is all, again, this is all stuff we see in the trailer. On the trailer, yep. The mysterious being is revealed to be Izzy Hawthorne, who explains that she is Alicia's granddaughter. 
Confused, Buzz has Socks calculate the time that they're in space for, and Socks concludes that they travelled 62 years into the future, which is something they totally didn't steal from the movie Interstellar. They did, didn't they? Mm. That's exactly what happens in Interstellar. Exactly. Wow. Remember before when I said it's all shit we've seen before? Yeah. Izzy explains to Buzz through the medium of a childhood flashback, because, you know, we have to have one in the movie, it's a rule, right. that Buzz disappeared into hyperspace and was presumed dead. Or maybe they just thought he pissed off home. <laughs> he abandoned us here. Everyone that Buzz knew has now died, and Buzz takes a moment to reflect on his loss by a statue of Alicia. What a fun Disney movie this is. Yeah, it's going to be laughs plenty. You know, Soxy's going to come in and make like a fart noise <laughs> just to cheer us up. <laughs> you look sad, Commander Lightyear. You can't have people thinking about death. Izzy also explains that a few years ago, the planet was invaded by the evil Emperor Zerg and his army of robots. Izzy, unfortunately, is one of the few remaining survivors of this invasion. The other survivors are Darby, who was a felon and an explosive expert, and Mo, who is a goofy warrior who just joined the Space Rangers to have fun. AKA Taika Waititi. Exactly. Izzy has plans to take down Zerg's ship, which requires a skilled pilot like Buzz for it to work. We have the obligatory scene where Buzz doesn't want to do the mission, believing that it's too dangerous. Also, Buzz wants to work out how to get back to the past. To see if it's possible to fly the ship backwards or whatever. <laughs> he reverses the reverse time. And Izzy doubts that Buzz is really the hero that her grandmother talked about. But Buzz soon comes to his senses and agrees to help the Space Rangers. By the way, even if I don't mention him, Sox is along for the ride this whole time. But because his character only exists to sell toys, he is relegated to comic relief. <laughs> That's exactly what his character's there to do. Is there a romantic subplot between Buzz and Izzy? No. Okay. Since she's most likely one of the lesbian characters. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. In the survivor's base, we also meet the base computer Ivan. Now, Ivan is incredibly intelligent, but has trouble understanding sarcasm and takes everything literally, leading to several funny situations. So, it's the second Sox character, the second comic relief character we have in this movie. So, it's another robotic character, they're just doubling up. The plan to take down Zerg is to fly into his ship undetected, plant bombs in key areas, and blow it up from within. Which is pretty much the plot of my Star Wars reboot, if you remember that. Yes. As the team prepares to launch the mission, Buzz Lightyear says to infinity and points his finger at Izzy, leading to the hilarious pull my finger gag that we saw in the trailer. Funny. In order to travel into space, the team needs to recover advanced spacesuits from an abandoned outpost. Our heroes travel to the outpost where they have a brief scuffle with some of Zerg's robots. After defeating the robots, they recover the spacesuits, which are revealed to be the iconic Space Ranger suits that we typically see Buzz Lightyear wearing. These suits have the ability to fly, but that will mainly be used for dramatic effect near the end of the movie, as is standard. As the team travels back to their spaceship, which is, you know, the blocky box spaceship that you mentioned earlier, Izzy catches Buzz monologuing to himself, and Buzz admits that he records the mission logs to help him stay focused. Again, we saw this in the trailer. Our heroes use a ship piloted by Buzz to covertly enter Zerg's ship. There's a fair bit of sneaking around and planting bombs, until they are eventually discovered and attacked by Zerg and his robots. There'll be an attempt to make us cry by killing off Socks, but if he's annoying as he appears in the trailer, I will not care. <laughs> That's just a personal prediction for yes. you? Yes. Well, I just want them to kill off Socks. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I saw him, I was just like, I hope you're dead. They you're are dead me. definitely not killing off Socks. Okay, they want him to be back in movie two and three. Oh, you better believe well, it. Well, he's a robot. They can just give him another one. True. If we've learned anything from any of these Disney movies or Pixar movies, like there's no permanent loss. Well, Pixar is slightly better at doing it than uh, Disney is. But, you know, there's never any permanent loss. If Olaf melts, he's going to be back in the next scene. If uh, Buddy, the security guard, dies, he's going to be back in the next scene. You have a little moment of sadness, but then it's all going to be all right, kiddies. You don't have to go home crying like you just watched The Little Princess or something like that. Our heroes manage to hold their own against Zerg and his robots until they're attacked by a giant robot version of Emperor Zerg. Again, just like in my Star Wars reboot plot. I literally was just like, I'll just take my elements from my Star Wars reboot plot and put it into this movie. And I hope that it happens. Buzz lets his friends escape before taking on the Zerg robot himself and ultimately defeating it by sheer dumb luck. 
Buzz reunites with his friends, and they manage to escape Zerg's ship just before it explodes. But Emperor Zerg and some of his cronies manage to survive the explosion and pursue Buzz and the gang in fighter ships. Since Buzz's ship isn't designed for combat, he has to use his piloting skills to be able to avoid being shot down. This leads to a chase scene and a one-sided dogfight, which ends in Buzz tricking the enemy ships into crashing, leading Zerg to be knocked into space, just like Darth Vader at the end right, of Star right. Wars. So this is typical, like, them crashing into each other, them crashing into sort of asteroids. Yeah, the ground, stuff. they're going to fly into lava. Yeah. They're going to drive down a narrow canyon and, you know, they're <laughs> going to scrape the edge. The heroes are just going to make it through, yeah. but, you know, the bad guy's going to be clipped and blow up. But yeah, they're going to dink into uh, Emperor Zerg's ship and he's going to, like, oh, space. I'll get you, like, yeah. Our heroes finally manage to leave the planet and return to Earth, where they officially join Star Command as Space Rangers. And that is the end of my plot. Cool. cool. Did that come across as half-assed as it felt <laughs> me reading it? Uh, I don't think half-assed. I think you put some thought into it. You know what? In listening to your plot, I feel like this is one we should have done together because there's- Really? I think we're on the same wavelength here. There might be some differences, but I think we pretty much have the same idea of what oh, this movie is going to be. So, so I'll go into what, what I think is going to happen in the movie. Now, uh, we talked before about it being not based on the toy in the cartoon show. I just thought it was worth mentioning that I think it's going to be- mentioned that so many times Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But despite this, I think there will be some references to Toy Story and oh, yeah. it will most likely be done as a skit at the start. So that's how I think the movie is going to start. Oh, with okay. the Toy Story. Now I'm I'm really going out it's on it. Gonna a- start off with Randy Newman. <laughs> it's a risk, I know. And it's probably not gonna pay out my way, but I, I think that they might start this movie with the toys talking about the movie we're about to watch. As a wait, framing wait, it's device. a framing device. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just like, Woody and Buzz are going into the cinema. Just, yeah, they're going in with the popcorn. Yeah. No, I think it'll just be like, think about the start of the second movie where they're playing the video game. Right. But so it's, it's like the reverse of the that. reverse of that. Okay. But it won't it won't be connected to the movie we're about so to it'll watch. It'll be like uh, Rex is watching like a VHS tape of this movie. He's be like, oh, boys, finally, like we got uh, Buzz Lightyear yes. movie on VHS. Yes, <laughs> in, that, in the new tech version of the VHS. We yeah. got it on... Uh... Oh, we got it on Disney Plus. It's streaming <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sell that Disney Plus. Yeah, that's. I think I think they will start with like some kind of skit about it, but the, the movie itself will stand by its own two feet right another thing another prediction i have is that there will be wait 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 so you made fun of my framing device and scooby-doo and this is essentially the same it's shit. not the same thing it's not it the is. same thing because in your scooby-doo framing device they would cut away to the characters being like ah, all right what a good enough. movie i think it's just going to be like a short skit that will be unrelated to the movie but will be just like a, no- a nice little nod and wink to what this character is about like the okay. toys talking about it and you could you could kind of say it's like uh a Pixar short. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? So that's what I think. But they'll be talking about the movie. I also think that somewhere in this movie, there will be a TV playing Woody's Roundup. Well, there better be. There you go. Also, another prediction I have in the movie is it'll be set in... Well, the movie itself would be a movie that was made in the 90s, makes sense for the timeline here, and they'll borrow a lot from 90s and 80s movie sci-fi. Oh. Things such as... you thinking a- like 90s soundtrack? I don't think 90s soundtrack. Labouche, maybe? Oh, yeah, give us some <laughs> Labouche, finally. I, I think this movie will be a lot like... Uh, we'll have la- I'll have a lot of elements that will remind us of, say, Aliens. Say, Total okay. Recall. Say, okay. uh, the... Better movies. The, fi- the Fifth Element, is that what it's called? The Bruce Willis one? Yeah, Fifth yeah. Element. Just to give you an idea of what the aesthetic of this movie will be. But let me t- start talking about what what this movie will actually be about and what will actually happen. So, yes, please. Buzz Lightyear, our hero... We'll land on a planet, mm-hmm. just a just a random planet, and 
as you said in your plot, it's going to be like this big spaceship that they have, this big circle-y... Yeah, like E.T. spaceship. Yeah, absolutely. And, and essentially, it's the same thing. They're trying to find a place to settle. It's it's a bunch of scientists, soldiers, space agents all together, you know, exploring the, the extended universe. The extended cinematic yeah. universe. No, the extended universe. Boldly uh, going where no man has gone before. That's right. That's right. Now, Buzz Lightyear will... They'll land on a planet. They'll go do exploring. We'll see some stuff. We'll see him and Alicia hanging out together, you know, exploring new planets. Sorry, exploring new plants and new, you know, creatures. And they decide they're going to fly the ship out. Now, Buzz will decide that he's going to fly the ship out himself. Even though others on board will offer to help, Buzz will refuse to do this and fly the spaceship out. And Wait, a sen- the big circle ship? The big circle ship. Okay. That's right. And I love how descriptive we are. <laughs> big circle ship. And this ship will crash. It'll crash. Buzz. Yeah, I know. Buzz will crash and essentially- he was drunk. Maroon them on this planet. Maybe it won't be this planet. Maybe it'll be a different planet. They'll fly out. Buzz will take the reins of the steering wheel. So wait, the, the big circle ship is destroyed? Yes. So you're ignoring the fact that we see it throughout the trailer? It's through, there. Through the time lapse. It's there, but it just can't fly. Okay, all right. So it's not destroyed. It's just broken. Yes. Okay. And he's and he's stuck on this planet with everybody else. And they kind of build a civilization around this, this spaceship yeah, that okay. no longer works. Now, this is going to be Buzz Lightyear's character arc. He refuses to accept help from other people. He wants to do it alone. He wants to go solo. Right. He's going to learn the valuable lesson of teamwork. So, okay, the reason yeah. they're marooned is because Buzz Lightyear was like, no, the best pilot in the world. I'm going to take the reins here. Nobody nobody needs to help me. I'm going to do it. And he crashes and it's okay. his fault. He was being cocky. He's being cocky. Exactly. So, everyone is marooned on this planet. Over time, they develop into a civilization, like I said, including robots and a base. So, like your plot, they build a, a fence around this area to protect yeah. them. They've sort of worked out how to live life. Outside. Outside. <laughs> uh, Buzz will mention that the reason he became a space ranger is because his father was one. And since his father disappeared, <laughs> okay, uh, he's always wanted to explore the universe to find him and also fill in his, his father Zerg Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> His father, Anakin, liked you. Uh, now, I thought there would be a point where Alicia would share a kiss with a partner. A lady partner? Yes. She's just constantly macking on with like women around the base. Yes, because I read that Alicia is the yeah, that's character right. that shared the same sex kiss. So, I guess this will yeah, be- Yeah, I read that as well. It'll be in the background. It'll be blurred, but Pixel will be like, be look, look at us, look at us. Woo! Waving tongues smacking against each other and like heavy making out. Waving noises. the gay pride flag. Um, Kids are shifting uncomfortably in their seats. So you know when they go Mommy, out on a I mission. I don't think I should be watching this. Shut up, son! It's progressive. <laughs> so when like when they go out exploring, Alicia will probably share a kiss exploring, with. Huh? <laughs> exploring, exploring the planet. Okay. God. Exploring sexualities. Not this type of movie. Uh, Alicia and Buzz and maybe a few other characters that we Nameless get to know briefly care about. will go out exploring. So, you know, when they're in this base and competent people will go out and explore the planet. And what they're going to do is going to try to find a crystal because they're going to use the fusions of this crystal to power the ship and, and leave. Right? That's the plan. Uh, so sort of like in my plot. Exactly like in yeah. your plot. We see the crystal in the trailer, by That's the way. Right, we yeah. see a blueprint of it. And also the toy makes reference to being getting powered by a crystal. So I guess this is mm. the direction that they're going yeah, in. Yeah, of course. Uh, as I said before, Buzz feels responsible, so he feels guilty that this whole thing is his fault. There's going to be an alien. Now, you described it as a vine, but I think it's actually like a, a tentacle ah, monster. A Japanese uh, hentai <laughs> tentacle monster. <laughs> exactly, right? You know, need to have spin-offs. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Now, this alien will be there as a gag. So, every time this alien will grab, like, uh, somebody, cr- it's not a real threat. It's, just it's not a real a threat. Joke. Anytime they cut the tentacle monster off, like, the te- cut the arms off, it grows back. So, we don't have to worry about it. But the the, the, the alien just kind of grabs them and kind of plays so it's not them. a plan. It's, it's more so an alien that's, like, yeah. playing grab us with the space rangers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. settlers. Why are you making this movie so R-rated, Kieran? That's you. <laughs> That's me. Mine was completely PG and family friendly. <laughs> I just I introduced the same sex kiss and then obviously, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this will be kind of a gag. Now, Alicia will give him the cat. Now, I didn't think the cat would be used for navigational equipment, even though it has that capacity. In calculations. In calculations, that's right. I kind of saw that this cat would be introduced to Buzz as a companion. Like, right. Here you go. Here's- so there's no women on the base that like he finds attractive. So they're like, not All like right. that. He just he's so solo that Alicia's like, look, let me give you a robot to kind of ah uh, teach you the value of friendship. That's right. I like it. Yeah. So they discuss their plan to escape, but Buzz decides he wants to do it alone. But Alicia will give him the cat. He nothing from the cat. He learned nothing. Yeah. So Alicia will give him the cat and say, you know. Also, we'll see in the scene where Buzz Lightyear goes to sleep and the cat makes whale noises. All, all this kind of white comic- noise. Yeah, that's right. All this comic relief where the cat's annoying Buzz and Buzz just wants to be left alone. But this portion of the movie, Buzz will decide he's going to escape the planet himself. Alicia will give him the cat. The cat will ride shotgun with him. Buzz flies off into hyperspace and he arrives and he thinks he's in a new planet. He'll mimic the dialogue we see from the first Toy Story movie, talking to Star Command, no intelligent life anywhere, etc., yeah. etc. A stranger in a suit will attack him. We think it's a <laughs> like bad a business guy. suit. <laughs> yeah. But we'll actually be saving him from robot aliens. Now, this character, as you said, will be will be Izzy, which will be revealed to be the granddaughter of Alicia. And we discover that Buzz has moved forward 64 years. 62. In, 62, sorry, years in the future. In this future world, still on the same planet, what's left is just a group of ragtag survivors, not the soldiers that there was originally, not the mm. scientists there was originally, and way less people yeah. than there was originally. And the base that they established previously has kind of fallen to pieces. So the yeah. ship's still there, but it's just, you know, old and rusty and falling apart. Yeah, covered with vines. Covered with vines. Exactly, exactly. And there is a statue of Alicia in the middle, and they sort of commemorate Buzz's generation of troops as his heroes. Yeah, not with a statue of Buzz, though, with a statue of Alicia. Well, he left. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't get his likeness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, it seems like these survivors live in constant fear of an alien race mm. that is always above them. There's a big ship that's sort of clouding their way and the and the aliens are invading this planet. Now, our heroes, they just marooned there, right? They're trying to get off. They're yeah. good guys. The bad guy aliens are like colonizers and just kind of like ripping it apart. That's how we can tell how good guys right, are. Right, right, right. So, they're like mining are- the planet for resources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're attacking our survivors as well. They're bad guys. And our, and our good guys are kind of living in fear and living day by day and just trying to survive. Maybe they're strip mining resources to build this ultimate weapon that Buzz Lightyear mentioned that Zerg was building in that first Toy Story movie. Perhaps, perhaps that would be smart. It gets revealed that all the other survivors either died of old age or were killed by the alien attacks. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people have left. I guess we kind of put two and two together. So the plan is that they're going to fly to the alien ship because Buzz is a pilot. They're like, oh, yeah. we needed a pilot. Great. You can help us with our plan. Uh, Buzz I like get- to imagine that Buzz was the only pilot that they had in the colony and when he left the like, well, now we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> uh, they probably had other attempts, but of course it, it didn't work out well. Now, yeah. Buzz gets a group together. 
but he'll be doubtful of their skills. We'll get to know them each individually, their strengths and their quirks. There'll be an old lady, can't remember her name, but she's a felon who's, trying to, who's trying to work off her parole. And we'll meet Taiko Atiti being Taiko Atiti. Mo. <laughs> yes, yes, that's our characters here. Uh, the aliens will pursue them with a big version of Serg, who appears as a massive... Serg. Serg. Zerg. He'll appear as a massive robot, quite like in your plot. But we as the audience will see that Zerg, the robot, is being controlled by the actual Zerg, who will be uh, similar but just won't be a huge robot. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, like, that we see sense. in the trailer where he's got he's behind a control panel in a big computer and he's like yep. slamming it, the yeah. desk, being like, damn it. So obviously the big robot's not Zerg. But he's controlling him. And yeah, it makes sense. Like, I look so good. I'm going to make my robot it look. Sa- it was the same in my plot, but I just didn't feel the need to go into detail. So the Zerg robot isn't Zerg. It's just a Zerg shaped robot. That's exactly right. Now, the middle of the movie will be the trials and tribulations of this group as they learn to work together to get to the alien ship and defeat them, as well as Buzz learning to let go and work as a team. Buzz will open up more about, you know, his father. I was going to say, I was going to say, there might have been a romantic plot between him and Alicia, but obviously they're not going to go. She's dead, so. Well, it wouldn't have mattered. Like maybe he did have feelings for her before he left, right? Right. But obviously, I don't think they're going in that direction. And she was gay anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Buzz will become a father figure to um, Izzy, Izzy. Mm. Mm -hmm. and together they use a ship, the same ship, the like box-shaped ship, to fly up and get onto the alien ship. They get access to it. Mm-hmm. No, actually, let me let me backtrack. What they do is they go to a satellite section that the aliens have set up, and they okay. like break it, and they lure the bad guys in. They fight the bad guys, steal their ship, and fly to the big spaceship. Oh, I see. Up on you know up the top, just like in uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. They sneak around the spaceship for a bit. Perhaps one of their crew members is actually kidnapped, and they're trying to rescue them as well. Okay, and that might be a subplot there. Socks. Socks nah, Socks will be there, but Socks won't be kidnapped. It'll be like, it'll be either Izzy or not no. Taika Waititi. Maybe, you know, maybe the old lady. Maybe Darby. somebody. Yeah, maybe Darby. Anyway, so they're sneaking around the ship. They trip an alarm. There's a huge fight scene. Um, they, you know, fight the aliens. Buzz defeats the huge Zerg robot. And this is where a big twist is revealed that the aliens are actually humans. Now, we never see them remove their masks the entire time in the movie. So, but the robots are people the whole time. The robots are people the entire time. Now, what has happened is these humans originally betrayed the colony. They were, they were members of the oh. colony. They betrayed the colony. And then pretended to be aliens, and I guess have been doing this for 64 years or whatever. So, it's sort of like the time machine. We've got like the the people who live on the surface and like the Morlocks who live underground. Yeah, exactly. Originally people, but they they went underground and devolved. Yeah, well, these guys are still humans. They haven't devolved. Okay. But they're just pretending like they're aliens to scare scare the the survivors. Well, what they've done is- Well, they've decided they're going to like, you know, strip the planet for resources and whatever. Why not just kill them? The, The survivors? Yeah. They did. They tried to. Okay. But the survivors have, like, managed to escape. Wow, that's quite an elaborate scheme. It is. It is. So, how did they get the resources to build, like, a, a big spaceship and all that? Zerg. And robot. Zerg. Zerg. Oh, so, it. Zerg came along and the humans left the settlement to join Zerg. Yeah. So, Zerg had- dressed up exactly like robots. Yes. Yeah, so, Zerg Zerg has already been existing before this point and he sort of came in and the, and the members of the colony were like, screw this, let's join Zerg and be bad guys. Essentially is what happened. Okay. And then they all dressed as aliens to kind of make to this- frighten the settlers. Yeah, to make this ruse possible. Zerk it's himself- Quite the ruse. Yeah, quite the ruse. Zerk himself is revealed to be Buzz Lightyear's father, 
who went missing under similar similar circumstances and moved forward in time. That's how we can justify that he's alive at this point. Okay. So not, he was not kept alive by machinery. I thought that, but that's too similar to your Star Wars plot. Okay. <laughs> and, and Star Wars in general. So I'm afraid to steal other stuff from Star Wars. I decided that you know what has happened is Zerg was Buzz's father. He left. He moved forward in time. He became a bad guy, and he's just been taking over planets. And these colonizers, like the members of the colony have joined him and da 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 da. Okay. You're going to love this, by the way. Zerg tells Buzz to join him. Right, okay. (laughs) So you're fine with stealing those elements from Star Wars, but like a minor detail like him being kept alive by machinery. Like, oh no, that's too close to Star Wars. Well, I thought thought you would enjoy it because I seem to... Oh, okay. So your, your whole thing is in every movie, the bad guy needs to ask the hero to join him. Yeah. Okay, of course. Now, Buzz refuses. There's an action scene that happens. Buzz hijacks... Uh, the bad guy's ship and flies off into the moon. Into the moon, leaving Zerg and his henchmen marooned themselves somehow. So yeah. <laughs> so the the bad guys are there, like waving their fists. While you know, I originally guys- I originally had in my plot that the, the Zerg and his his robots get marooned on the planet, but I'm like, no, that's a silly idea. <laughs> Not silly change, for this guy. And change it that like they either all die and then Zerg ends up being stranded in space. Well, I predict that they're going to try to make other movies, so they're going to keep Zerg alive. Well, I didn't say that Zerg was killed. In no, you did not. You did not. But I, I thought they would keep Zerg's men alive because they can rebuild and become a threat. Sure, because they're people in your plot. Yeah, and also not robots. Zerg's op- sorry, Zerg. Zerg's operation is way more elaborate than what we know. So he's just got one ship, but he's got this whole emperor empire. Sorry, yeah, that that exists. So he's going to be fine. Someone's going to pick Zerg up, and he's going to be back doing bad things. Yeah, but yeah. our good guys get away. Now, Buzz and Co. will be free to explore the galaxy and go on more adventures. Izzy will ask where they should go, and Buzz says, to infinity and beyond. Oh, very nice. And that is my plot. There you go. I actually like your plot way better than mine. Do you? Because I think yeah. we've pretty much got... You had elements that very are like close. way more than my lazy elements in my <laughs> plot. We shall see. We shall see. I think... I think we're on the same track here. I think we've got a very similar idea of what's going to happen in the beats of this movie. Uh, yeah. But again, it was really hard to kind of pull information from this trailer. So so it was pretty much like the Cambellian hero's journey, if you break it down. Both of our plots just followed Sorry, all the elements the, of the Cambellian hero's journey. What is the Cambellian hero's journey? So it's just like refusing the call, entering the belly of the beast. Right. It's like the, the whole plot of the original Star Wars is basically like an homage to the Cambellian journey. Or at least when people approached George Lucas and said, hey, were you intentionally following like the hero's journey? He was like, yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. That is, that's absolutely what I was doing. Right. But yeah, it's it's the standard plot of any... You're talking about the hero's journey written by, like, Boone, right? Boone was the writer? I believe it was Joseph Campbell. That's why it's called oh. the Campbellian <laughs> hero's journey. Right. Now, he wasn't the first person to come up with that plot line, but he was the first to sort of point out that it's very much like a standard plot line. Right. And we both just follow that plot line because if we follow that, we can't really go wrong in a movie like this because if it diverges from that, then it's not satisfying as a narrative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just follow that standard formula and yeah, how can we go wrong? Yeah. So, do you, the dear listener, have any ideas of what you think is going to happen in this upcoming Lightyear movie? Are you excited? Is there something you always wanted to see Buzz Lightyear do? Yeah. Let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can simply leave a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the movie. Let us know if you're excited for the movie. Is Buzz Lightyear your favourite Toy Story character and why? When are we going to make a Slinky Dog movie? Well, since uh, Jim Varney's dead, I, I don't think we're ever going to make When this. are we going to make a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head movie? Oh, still. Oh, man. They're, they're both dead. What a bummer. Yeah, exactly. Who's alive? <laughs> we're running out of Toy Story voice actors. But anyway, 
Before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And we're going to take a break from predicting movies and going back and revisiting them as we do another installment of Movie Talk. Now, I believe a little while ago, I think it was a couple of months ago now, one of our listeners, Luke, actually requested we do a Movie Talk episode where we talk about childhood movies. So I thought, what better time to actually dive into that idea? And now you can't say that we don't listen to fan requests either. (laughs) Yes. So what exactly we discuss next week, I suppose you'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah, also let us know your favourite childhood movies. Yeah, please let us know. Until then... To infinity and beyond. Hey guys, look! Buzz has got it! 19! My what? <laughs> he didn't watch his hands! Got me 19! What are we gonna do, Woody? Get in the blazes out of here! Great! Now you can go! <laughs> Ooh, good riddance, you loony!